Welcome to Love Yourself So Matcha, the podcast where we get up close and personal with mental health issues. In each episode, you will learn more about eating disorders, body image, self-love, and appreciating yourself. I'm Cindy. And I'm Lily. And we hope that you will join us on our journey to loving ourselves so matcha. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to episode four of the Love Yourself So Matcha podcast. Today, we are continuing our series, Conversations Over Chamomile, where we basically have late night rants about whatever we want to talk about and drink chamomile tea. In this episode, we're going to be discussing unrealistic body standards and why they're toxic. So first, we're going to be talking about um, toxic body standards within our cultures, within our family, and environment. So I think this is a really interesting topic because a lot of the time when we look at beauty standards, we're often looking at it from our environment. Um, And a lot of that has to do with what culture we're in, what country we're in, and even the state and the people that surround us. Looking at culture, I think there's a couple perspectives we can view this from. Um, One is definitely from country and ethnicity as well. For example, I think Cindy and I are both Chinese and Chinese and Asian culture has beauty standards that are very different from American beauty standards. In America, we often have various standards that kind of appeal to different people. Overall, there's a lot of emphasis on an hourglass shape. I think with Asian cultures, there's a lot more emphasis on being extremely lean, often to the point of being maybe unhealthy also like big eyes extremely pale skin which is quite different from what people want in america they often want more tan skin but yeah so there's all these differences that first of all put an unnecessary pressure on people to adapt to the environment they're in and in addition to that even these standards in the specific countries change every week, every month, every year. It's a bit unfair to ask people to constantly change their bodies to try and fit a standard that is quite arbitrary and subjective as well. Yeah, so going off of that, I feel like sometimes it's really hard when you are exposed to both cultures um, to really find where you fit in. But that just further underscores like the toxicity of a body standard. Like you're fine just the way you are. You don't have to conform to any of these standards that you're surrounded by. Yeah, and I think um, in addition to not only culture in terms of ethnicity and country, there's also our environment. For example, um, I think we've talked about this in previous episodes, but I do figure skating, Cindy does dance, and we've also done other sports in the past. Um, But specifically for skating and dance, there's a lot of emphasis on trying to look a certain way, especially because both are very aesthetic sports. Um, I mean, there's a ton of other sports that, well, I mean, actually, I think athletics in general require you to be in shape. But a lot of the time um, for myself, I remember losing sight of being in shape for the purpose of doing my best in the sport. And I tried to look a certain way because I wanted to look good on the ice, which shouldn't be the 
overarching goal. It shouldn't be the end goal, obviously. But a lot of the time we, we lose sight of that and it's a bit unfortunate, but there's like other sports as well, where there's like wrestling, where people have to meet certain weight goals. All of those sports tend to promote a certain um, way of thinking about weight and it can become extremely toxic which is um, quite unfortunate i know like for ski jumpers i heard from um a couple of nutritionists especially like one of the nutritionists at the olympic training center that actually ski jumpers have a lot of eating disorders because they have to be a certain weight to jump high enough and do well in their sport so they feel that pressure as well oftentimes when we think about environment we think about like maybe like body standards conventional kind of activities that would cause you mm-hmm. i would say like modeling um ice skating or dance where like it's known that you have to be really skinny but there's also like some um, sports that you might not think about that also has like requirements for someone's body like for football like if you want to be um, a certain position you have to be um, a certain body size and sometimes it's not necessarily like being super skinny it's sometimes more about being super big and muscular and you must have at least like a certain amount of body fat in order to be that certain position um so it definitely goes like both ways but yeah I think that was a really great point, Um, not only thinking about one side of the spectrum, but the other side as well. In any sport or any environment where there is a pressure to look a certain way and have a certain weight, all those pressures will contribute to toxic thinking or can contribute to toxic thinking, which is quite unfortunate, but a lot of the time that is, I guess there are certain aspects of these sports that we need to change and look at in a different way. Obviously, a lot of the time being a certain weight or looking a certain way is part of the sport, but I think it can be looked at in a positive way instead of in such a negative light, especially how the coaches, how officials, how um, the people who are running the organizations or the environments you're in, um, it really matters how they look at it and how they speak about it as well. Yeah, that's a good point. So another thing that we wanted to talk about that's really related to unrealistic beauty standards, toxic beauty standards is definitely media, how TV, movies, celebrities, all those things give us certain images that we believe we should look like. So one of my favorite movies or not favorite, but I feel like it's super iconic, is Mean Girls. Um, I was just like watching like clips of it on YouTube the other day, and I remember that there was one time where um, Katie, I think that's her name, Katie was um, trying to prank Regina, because Regina really cared about what she looked like, uh, like what weight she was, um, if she could fit in like a certain size of clothing and stuff. And I remember that she was like super obsessed with that. And in order to kind of get back at the plastics, Katie decided to give Regina like these bars and told her that they would allow her to lose weight. And also like, I remember that she was told her to be on an all carb diet or something like that. Um, But I feel like since that movie came out when we were practically born, um, I feel like at the time, like when you watch it, when you're like pretty young, you're kind of, you kind of already have that like mindset 
oh my goodness, like Regina wants to be like skinny and she wants to do these things like lose weight, then like I feel like the same way maybe if you're so influenced by the movie. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the movie Mean Girls, but it's just like one example about how like popular media really reinforces like the popular kind of body standards, um, even when we're like pretty young. Yeah, absolutely. And not only movies, I think even the other things we see on television. Um, I remember seeing this controversy with Victoria's Secret models, which we all know are supposed to be the definition of an ideal body type in Western culture. And a lot of the time, those models aren't even at a healthy weight. Um, but yeah, I, I remember there was a controversy because in one of the Victoria's Secret runway shows, there was a lack of representation in terms of different body types. And it's definitely, it's a very highly viewed event. So it's a very popular event for people to watch. Yes. Um, and I remember seeing the Victoria's Secret show on my Instagram when I was maybe around like 10 or 11, just on my explore page randomly because, you know, like Instagram promotes things that are trending at the moment. And you see those body types when you're younger and they kind of become ingrained into your brain. And when yeah. you become older, you believe that you have to look a certain way as well. That is not a great image to have, especially when you're going through changes as a teenager, um, you're developing and you're already dealing with a lot of insecurities. Having to think that you need to look like that, which um, obviously, again, is sometimes extremely unhealthy for different people. Everyone's bodies are different. So it doesn't promote the best self-confidence in people. And that's pretty unfortunate because it's a huge part of mainstream media as well. Yeah, going a little off of that, like um, how you said that even at a young age, you're really like enforcing a certain kind of body type. When we're younger, we all probably, not all, but we probably have been exposed to Barbie dolls. I know that Barbie actually addressed this issue, how like the dolls all have like a certain body type, um, like super slim. And it's really hard for um, every single girl to look like that, but every girl feels the need to look like that because they grew up playing with these dolls um, with the quote-unquote ideal body type. But I know that Barbie did um, really confront this issue recently and did make um, more inclusive Barbie dolls. But yeah, I would just say that for um, maybe like our generation that did play with Barbie dolls with the older body types, like that probably did have some kind of effect on our views on what a body should look like. It's pretty sad, but it definitely is um, really great that the creators of Barbie have realized this and tried to make their dolls more inclusive. Yeah, it's true. I have seen um, different types of Barbies come out that you know, are very different from the ones we saw when we were younger. And I think yeah. that's great. And I hope they continue doing that. Yes. A little bit more about the topic of media. I think we're going to talk about like traditional movies um, that have a protagonist that is conventionally quote unquote, um, what was counted as pretty at the time the movie was made. Uh, some examples that I think are kind of similar to what we're talking about at the moment I mean for example with she's all that or 
a lot of older movies i know with audrey hepburn like breakfast at tiffany's um even like my fair lady also stuff like gone with the wind like really older movies i think audrey hepburn is a queen and she is so pretty but a lot of the time i do think in a way um not necessarily okay i don't think there's a, a problem with putting somebody like her in the center of movies but i do think it becomes a problem when every single movie puts somebody who looks like similar to her or um, has that similar body type that is not achievable for most people in the center of all movies that becomes a problem they all looked a certain way that mm-hmm. appealed to mainstream media at the time um and i do think that has set a precedent for what people believe they should look like in the future um today i watched the movie midsummer and i don't know i might make quite a few references to it today because it's still like fresh in my mind and i'm still like reflecting on it (laughs) but i feel like current movies are doing quite a good job of trying to portray protagonists with like different body types the main characters did have like different body types and everyone looked unique in a sense I think that is quite different from um, movies we've seen before in the past where it's like the main character has to look a certain way yeah I definitely agree I think that's a great example of the shift in culture now Yeah, and along the lines of media, I think a big trending one right now is Korean media, which I am personally a big fan of, but there's definitely some unrealistic standards that exist there as well, so I think we can discuss that a little bit too. (laughs) Yeah, so talking more about Korean media, like K-dramas and K-pop, I feel like I heard about in the k-pop industry especially like there is a very high standard you have to meet in terms of your body um not only for women but also for men um they have to be a certain way i believe in order to quote unquote thrive in the industry and i know that there have been popular k-pop idols that have had eating disorders yeah i think this isn't foreign to other media cultures um we're just using Korean media as an example. Um, obviously, in Western culture, there's a lot of focus on body image as well. But in Korean media, especially, um, we see a lot of occurrences of unhealthy dieting. I think, like as a K-pop fan myself, I think it's great that these people are trying to look their best. But at the same time, it becomes unhealthy when the companies are trying to force their idols to look a certain yeah. way. That can become extremely, extremely horrible for mental health. I do know a couple friends who have commented to me that looking at Korean idols, especially the girl groups, they feel self-conscious about themselves because they don't look like yeah. that. And it makes sense. I get it. I I mean, I totally get it because the girl groups, a lot of the time, um, I think this is not to generalize all of them because a lot of them are healthy and I think they're doing great. But some of them, I believe, diet really, really harshly. 
and can be at an unhealthy body weight which obviously Mm -hmm. is shouldn't be something that is promoted but it kind of is not only for korean youth but for younger children all over the globe who are now getting more into k-pop we obviously don't want to promote that kind of image to them as well so um yeah i i wish there would be less pressure from korean netizens as well as korean media for the idols to look a certain way because i think the main reason why they have such high standards for themselves they have such strict standards is partially because the public feeds into that if an idol gains weight like a lot there will be a lot of criticism immediately coming towards that idol yeah and it's horrible it's like pretty horrible actually okay also i saw a video of jesse and i think it was tiffany young she was interviewing tiffany young and jesse's usually like a pretty good advocate for these things um she's definitely a more different korean idol than a lot of the other idols in the in in the industry but Mm -hmm. she was interviewing tiffany and tiffany was like saying that she was on a diet because her fans wanted her to be on a diet okay yeah i also like a little bit along the lines of like fans pressuring influencers and celebrities look a certain way i watch a lot of streamers and i know we both watch a lot of streamers and i think that was like I was in one of the girl streamers streams the other day. I can't remember exactly who, but there's a toxic person in their chat saying like, oh my goodness, it looks like you gained weight. They handled it really well, but I feel like it's comments of these that are completely unnecessary. Like if someone gains weight, like why does that matter to you? Like how does that affect you in any way, right? <laughs> it's just hurt more hurtful for the other person. And I feel like comments like those, one of the reasons why toxic body standards still exist. Yeah, and that's pretty horrible. I think for streamers too, like they don't have the option to avoid seeing those messages unless their moderator deletes it. If they see it, yeah, Yeah, there's no way to really filter out anything. Um, I guess you could say it's the same for celebrities as well. But celebrities, Mm -hmm. I guess for streamers, they're they're one of their jobs is to interact with chat, so they have to look at what people are saying. And when people are making such... Okay, this is slightly unrelated, but for streamers, chat can be so toxic. Not only for body, but, like, for everything. They're so... game as well. Yeah, yeah, backseating and um, trying to, I don't know, control the situation when it has nothing to do with them. um, And parasocial relationships. Yeah, Yeah, comments... In the environment, again, this goes back to comments environment, it can be so toxic. Agreed, agreed. We can talk about social media now. So narrowing down media to social media, which definitely also has um, a large effect on body image and body standards. I feel like social media is a lot easier for us to access the media because it's right there. And I don't know about everyone else, but usually when I'm like bored, I'll just tap through like my social media, like Instagram, um, Twitter, Snapchat, like any thoughts about social media? Yeah, I mean, okay, honestly, when we think of social media, um, Instagram specifically, or TikTok, I think the first thing that comes to mind in terms of unrealistic beauty standards is Instagram models. 
And when you think Instagram models, you immediately think Kardashian family. Yeah. So with the Kardashian family, um, I honestly think they're very entertaining sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> in terms of the image they portray online, I don't know if it's the healthiest for younger children to see, even for older children and adults, when they see the amount of success that the Kardashians have had, regardless of where this success comes from, you have to admit that they're pretty successful in promoting themselves as an mm. image. And they have slowly molded the American body standard to become similar to their bodies which okay honestly i i give props to them for you know completely manipulating a a country's view on how a body should look into their own because i think that's a pretty impressive feat yeah like i don't understand how um but regardless i do think that a lot of what they're trying to portray is unattainable not just because they have had plastic surgery but also because um not everyone's bodies look the same way i guess when you see them on your for you page when you see them and people say that that's what the ideal body is obviously your mindset's going to change and you're going to try to change yourself to become more like them um and I, I don't know. I guess this is a pretty controversial topic because is it bad to capitalize off their off the way they look? I mean, I guess they're using their um, their looks to their advantage and trying to capitalize off of it. But at the same time, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's good or bad, but I will say that it can become toxic for certain people. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like it's definitely a tricky situation for them because the way they make money is through their kind of media presence and their fame and maybe, and and they're so attached to their image. Like when you think Kim K, if you think of someone with an hourglass body, you immediately think like Kim K or like if you think of like a model, you'll think of like Kendall, right? Like that's just iconic to their identity. it's a really tricky situation. Yeah, but I, I totally agree. And I think beyond that, a lot of the time, people who are Instagram models and have a certain body type that appeals to the current trend in body standards, which again, the word trend shouldn't even be related to this topic, but unfortunately it often is because Apparently, women's bodies and people's bodies have now become trends, which I think is ridiculous in the first place. Um, But regardless, I think people with the current ideal body type at the moment um, are often sponsored by companies that don't promote the healthiest relationship with a person's body. So, for example, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen this on Instagram where Kim K will do partnerships with I think it's called fit tea, um, all kinds of teas, all kinds of food that is, yeah, sugar bear hair gummies, um, detox teas, different weight loss products, and, or even like corsets, um, which, you know, I, I don't necessarily, 
I, I can't say if those things are bad or not because I've never personally used them. So again, I can't tell if the product is bad or not. But even so, the fact that her name is being associated with those products and those products are used for weight loss, it gives the idea for viewers and her audience that in order to look like her, you have to engage in those forms of dieting and weight loss tactics. Um, which does, I think, send a pretty dangerous message to a lot of people, um, especially for young girls, that they have to look like that. Especially, okay, I don't think plastic surgery is a bad thing, especially when it's become so integrated into our society. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, there are different arguments on that. I'm, I won't get into that because that's a whole nother topic. But yeah. I think the problem is that Instagram models and media is promoting that these products specifically targeted for like either weight loss or for um, beauty standards that those products are the reason why these instagram models look the way they do when in reality yeah. it could be um, a result of a lot of working out um, a lot of hiring celebrity fitness trainers or hiding di yeah. hiring dietitians um, and also plastic surgery and that has nothing to do with those products or promoting that image at all and I think that's when the environment becomes a bit dangerous. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, also, like, I was talking to my friends about this the other day, and I feel like the, the kind of standard on Instagram has changed a lot, not just, like, within, like, celebrities' Instagrams, but also, like, within our Instagrams. And I feel like Instagram just used to be, I can post a picture of my friends smiling together, and that would be a perfectly fine post. But now it's like, I have to wear a certain outfit, I have to look a certain way, and I have to dress a certain way in order for it to be, quote-unquote, Instagram-worthy. And I feel like that can kind of be pressuring sometimes. Like, you feel like, oh my, I need to be quote-unquote Instagram-worthy in order to post on Instagram. That's a really great point, because for me, I don't really put too much effort into the photos I take, because honestly, I don't know how, and I'm not artsy, so I just give up. Thanks. But <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I will say that every time I post an Instagram post, I have like major anxiety. I don't know why. It, it freaks me out. Um, so that's why I don't post on Instagram that often anymore. But every time I post, I freak out a lot. Like I guess you could use Instagram as just like a diary and not care about the numbers. But for some reason, even though I'm not an Instagram influencer by any means, the numbers still matter to me. And that's a horrible mm -hmm. thing. Um, so yeah. I do think that even just the fact of being on Instagram and posting Instagram yourself can become a a catalyst for being insecure about your image. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I feel like I don't know when Instagram became such like a stressful kind of place to post. Like I remember when we were younger, it was just so easy to post on Instagram, but I feel like now it's just kind of stressful place to post. Hashtag bring back casual Instagram. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I, I, I miss casual Instagram yeah. when it wasn't like always a business. Yeah. But I guess it's good for marketing, so I can't really complain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I will say that even though Instagram is mostly toxic, it is a good platform for promoting like promoting things. So yeah. body positivity can be promoted. Like 
Um, I think Lizzo is a great person to look for that. I mean, in her music as well as her um, posts, her overall message and her brand is built around body positivity and being positive overall. And I love that. I think that is great. Yeah, so I hope you guys um, enjoyed our discussion about um, body standards. And I hope that all of you guys are able to realize how toxic body standards are. And you should not feel forced to conform to these body standards. You should be yourself and love yourself for what you are. Um, yeah, so we talked about um, kind of body standards coming from culture, media, and social media. But remember, that you are not forced to follow these body standards. Actually, you should not follow these body standards, follow what your heart desires. Um, yeah, absolutely. And really remember that all of these factors are kind of created by society to capitalize off our insecurities, um, but we should just all love ourselves, which is obviously easier said than done. Um, I'm definitely still working on it. It's not a, It's not an immediate change in how we think. But I think if we slowly start to have a shift in culture, we can definitely all learn to love ourselves a little bit more. So yeah, thanks again for listening and make sure to watch out for more conversations over chamomile. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone loves themselves so much and more after this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode. Updates will be posted on our Instagram and Facebook. Both handles are at Love Yourself So Matcha. Also make sure to check out our website, which will be linked in our bios. Bye!